Welcome to the Impactful Leadership Show. I'm your host, Greg McDonough. John Lennon once said, a dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. Join me as we connect dreams to reality by chatting with innovators from around Washington, DC. Our show is proudly sponsored by the DC chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. This is the Impactful Leadership Show. Welcome to the Impactful Leadership Show. My name is Greg McDonough. I'm the CEO of Blackburn Capital Advisors and the chapter president of the Entrepreneurs Organization of Washington, D.C. Today's guest is a sought-after transformational speaker and coach who teaches people how to manifest their biggest dreams while making an impact in the world. She is known for her signature manifestation master's program and private success coaching. She is the author of Manifesting Made Easy and the co-founder of the board game Sparked. Please welcome the queen of manifestation, Jen Mazur. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So our podcast is about leadership. And my favorite question to ask my guests um, is, tell me some misconceptions around leadership. I think the biggest misconception is that we are all leaders, whether we realize it or not. So if we go back to quantum physics, we can get a little technical here. Nice. Uh, we live in a participatory universe, according to quantum physics. So we are all participants of our lives, which means that we can, in this moment and in every moment, we can affect the outcome of our lives and the situation. If we can change something about ourselves, our thoughts, our way that we're being, we can affect the universe, right? And so in this way, um, we're all leaders, right? Because whatever action we choose to do is going to have an effect on everybody else. And when people talk about vibration, there's this catchphrase of, you know, being high vibe, right? To attract your, your tribe or your group of people. And that comes from science, from quantum physics. So vibration, everything is vibrating all the time around us. So if we were to zoom into our cells and our bodies, we would see neurons and electrons in movement all the time, right? So on this micro level, there's movement, there's vibration. And in, on a, a large scale macro level, there is movement. The earth is always rotating all the time around its axis. It's also rotating around the sun. And so we're always moving, whether we realize it or not, we're always vibrating. And in terms of participatory universe, it's really, it's our vibration. There's, there's no real separation between you and me, Greg, or between, you know, whatever device we're listening to this podcast on and ourselves. Um, if we think about a rainbow when we're little kids, we're taught, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. But the truth of the matter is there are millions and millions of colors, right? In that spectrum, there's no separation between red and orange, right? And so again, we're all connected and in this connected universe, right? In quantum physics, we're leaders because if we're showing up in our highest vibration self, right? Um, other people around us react in a different way, right? It's like when you go to a, a networking event and you introduce yourself to someone and they're like, you know, just showing up fully high vibe versus like, oh, I'm just trying to start this new business, but I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, you're like, great, nice to meet you. Move on, next person versus, you know, like, hey, I'm Greg, you know, I'm the founder of Blackburn Capital and I also have this awesome podcast. Oh, you should be a guest, you know, like, Oh my gosh, yes. Like you you feel the difference, right? Of how you're showing up in the world. And again, we're all manifesting whether we realize it or not because this is just, you know, science, right? And so we're all leaders whether we realize it or not. So it's like if I know that I'm a leader and I'm affecting the people around me, how do I want to show up? You know, do I want to show up angry or resentful and then pick a fight with my partner or my kids or do I want to show up, you know, fully grateful for my team and, you know, the people who are helping and lift up my business and, and my clients. And, you know, that's going to be felt and I'm going to be more successful. And whether it's related to business or just my personal life, right? Um, other people are going to be inspired to show up that way too, because of how I'm showing up in the world. I love it. I love the, the concept that we all are leaders and we all have it vibrating inside of us. And, you know, my leadership has come out in different ways 
across my life and has developed over time. Um, I'd be curious, Jen, of of somebody who may or may not feel that it's inside them right now and is on the cusp of some leadership journey. How do you or how would you recommend them harness or discover that leadership trait within them within themselves? I think you could do a writing exercise, honestly, to get clear on what it is that you value and what's important to you. And I think, honestly, I like to use the contrast. Um, I talk about to help you get clear on what you really want. So the contrast is the darkness, right? So there's like the law of polarity, which is both sides of the equation is, exist at the same time, right? The positive and the negative. Magnetically, we need both of them. And so a lot of times, if there's something that we don't like, something that is bothering us or annoying us, right? We, we um, label it as bad, right? Um, so we can do a writing exercise to kind of what pisses us off in the world? What is it that we really don't like? Is it like, you know, pollution or I don't know, right? Like it could be anything. Um, and then when we see what is what we don't like, what's the opposite of that? What is, you know, the world in a perfect place? What does that look like? And then what, you know, what is it that I value? What are, what are my ultimate traits and qualities about myself that people tell me I'm great at, that I enjoy, like, okay, you know, Jen, I'm inspiring, you know, like, what are, you know, I'm creative. So how can I use my unique skills and talents to then affect the change that I want to see? Um, and thinking about, um, you know, contrast, I always, I talk about gratitude a lot. It's something that everybody talks about these days, but it's really about the practice of gratitude. A lot of these kind of things with manifesting are things that, you know, people hear, or they read an inspiring book, but it's how do, can I implement these things into my life, right? Um, so when we think about what is it that we want, you know, how do I want to be a good leader? What kind of change do I want to affect? I think with anything that we're manifesting, the first question really is, yeah, what do I want, right? Whether it's personally or for my business or for the world, right? And then the next question to ask is, well, how will I feel when I have the thing that I want? And the same thing too for the world, like what will the world be like, right? How will it feel to exist in that world or in that business or whatever you're you know, creating? And then the third question is, how can I feel that way now? So in terms of vibration, right? I might not have the ultimate goal of what I'm going for yet, right? Nobody does because anything new is, is new, right? We've and so, but I can feel the way I want to feel now. And that will allow me to shift my vibration to attract more of those things to me. So, you know, for example, like when I, you know, sell my business or whatever, you know, I'm going to feel financially secure, right? So what are things that I can do now to allow me to feel financially secure even before I sell my business, right? Mm -hmm. So there are things that you can do to allow you to feel the way you want to feel. So in terms of like, Another thing that people talk about a lot is, is acting as if, and what really is acting as if. It's not just this whole like being a fraud or fake it till you make it thing. It's really about embodying how you would show up in the world, right? That if I really, you know, was that successful person or, you know, whatever, like, or sold my business or was in a happy marriage, right? Like, how would I show up with my partner? Like, I would show up differently, right? So, I think it's how can I show up that way now? And, you know, I was talking about vibration in the beginning. It's like we rise to meet, to match the highest vibration in the room, right? And we can all be that, right? And, and when we're surrounded like an EO, right? We're with other people who are also high vibe, who are doing amazing things. Like we get inspired by other people and then, you know, and we learn from each other. And so that's why it's so important to be in groups like EO or in masterminds or whatever, right? Because then, you're really inspiring each other and rising together to, to lift up. And we're all, you know, in terms of quantum physics or manifesting, we're all energy towers, right? All the time we're giving off information and we're receiving information. We're all connected just like the Wi-Fi that's connecting us, right? <laughs> so it's like, what, what am I giving off? What vibe am I giving off, right? And, and also in terms of receiving we're connected to the universe all the time through our own intuition, right? Through our imagination. And when we have ideas for our lives, for our businesses, for new programs or initiatives that we want to launch, most people think it's, 
them alone having this crazy idea. And my whole philosophy for manifesting is it's it's not just you. You're actually tuning in, right, to what's there for you. That it's through your imagination that we tap in and we intuit. And so if we can trust the idea when we first have it and actually expect that it's going to happen, like even if everybody around you thinks thinks that you're crazy, you know, when you have an idea, oh my gosh, I'm going to start, you know, I have an idea to start this new business. Instead of thinking, well, I've never done, you know, anything in this area before, you know, I don't have enough time and blah, blah, blah. You know, what if you have that same idea and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start this new business, right? Like, wow, like you're more likely to take action because you expect it's going to happen. And therefore, you're not worried if you get a rejection because you know, ultimately, the right thing is going to come to place at the right time. So therefore, you're really not attached. That non-attachment piece, like we all talk about not being attached, but you can really not be attached when you trust and expect that it's all going to work out, right? And from there, you're like, whatever, if I get this contract or I don't or, you know, it's fine because I know ultimately I'm getting a contract or, you know, whatever. Um, and and so therefore, like it becomes more playful. Life is playful. The running the business, like in doing the inspiring things for your team, and right, it's it's coming from a playful place of expectation, um, and and trusting as we're taking all these action steps. You know, one of the things I love telling entrepreneurs or potential entrepreneurs or upcoming entrepreneurs is, you know, every great idea started with a crazy idea, and to the point that you're making harnessing your crazy idea and believing that it's and expecting it's going to come to fruition kind of clears a lot of those roadblocks. A hundred percent, right? It's like, again, it's giving yourself permission. I think most people just don't, like they, they stop themselves from that very beginning, right? When the idea comes in, it's like, and even permission to dream bigger, like even, you know, I work with some of the most successful people on the planet, right? And at all different levels. And and even those people, right? It's like, it it's permission to dream from a place of limitless, right? Not based on your current circumstances, not based on the current business that you have or that you've built or where you live or your family or your time. But like, if I could have anything, do anything, make any impact, right? Or whatever, what would I really want? Like, and just, it doesn't matter, right? We're just playing. And it's like, give yourself permission to write that down, a dream even bigger, or who would I really want to collaborate with, right? Like, why not, right? Like, why most people are basing it on their current circumstances, so they're only able to take little step by little step up, you know, and they're maybe second guessing every move because of that and questioning it versus, okay, what do I really want, right? And now how can I bring that big dream down to where I am at and I can take bigger steps up faster because I know ultimately this really is my mission, right? This is where I'm really going. And then it's exciting, right? And then you're like, oh, what, you know, I might not have all the answers, but there is something, right? There's some step I can take right now that's going to lead me to the next thing, the next thing. And in terms of the universe, right? And, And connection, it's like, there always is that next step. It will, it will appear, you know, there's all those expressions leap and the net will appear, but it's like in terms of, you know, quantum physics, there's this great documentary on Netflix, um, Fantastic Fungi, um, which I highly recommend watching because you see like literally <laughs> there's like an, a, a connected universe and under the soil of like fungi, you know, like a web. Well, that exists in the air. We just can't see it. That's like our intuition. That's the universe talking to us. Like that's the Wi-Fi, the stuff that's unexplainable, right? And so it's like, you wouldn't have this idea if, if you couldn't actually live it out. The universe is going to give you the next step. The next step, it might just be asking someone how to do it, right? Or like, oh, there is someone I know who's done something similar. I'm like, I, maybe I'll reach out and call them and see if they'll have coffee with me or talk to me for 15 minutes, you know? And that's what EO forums are so great for, you know, going to a talk or whatever. But it's like, Again, trusting that that next thing will always show up and we're always being guided. And most people, the opportunity is right in front of their nose. They're just like, it's just opening up to see it. We're all really great manifestors. We're just not all that great at receiving um, and really staying open and also asking. And, you know, I talk about the law of reciprocity, which is, is asking and receiving and keeping that energy in motion 
And a lot of times people are afraid to ask for what they really want because what will people think? Or I don't want to be too needy or whatever, um, you know, or I'm supposed to be the expert and how will people view me or any, you know, any of those excuses, right? To not ask for what we want. But when we ask on the opposite end, we're giving someone the opportunity to feel good because when you give, it feels good. We've all had that experience, right, of helping someone out, like, get, you know, doing a favor for someone or being the person who talks to someone for 15 minutes and giving them advice about starting this business or whatever it is, right? It feels so good knowing you can help someone. It doesn't have to be monetarily. And so um, when you ask, you're giving that someone an opportunity to feel good. And so otherwise, we're closing that off, right? We want to keep that in motion. And so it's never be afraid of asking. And also, I think the other thing too, in terms of gratitude is, you know, people think, okay, when I write out my gratitude every day, I I need to just write down like literally what I'm grateful for. Like I'm grateful for my house or, you know, whatever, this meal that I had. But I think um, from another perspective, especially as, as entrepreneurs, is really writing down what you're proud of from the day. So it's not just attached to the results, right? So it goes back to that asking thing. It's like, I'm proud that I made that ask. It doesn't matter if I got a no, right? I'm proud of myself for how I showed up. And I think that's really important because, you know, if manifesting comes from a feeling place, it's like really loving ourselves up even more, right? If we feel good and secure with ourselves, it's going to be felt, right? Like we know we've got value and we're proud of how we're showing up. And that really does have a ripple effect on, on our results. You know, you just trying to quote with me in one of my favorite books, and I might butcher the title, but it's all you have to do is ask, mm-hmm. right? And it's about that give and take concept. And many of us, right, are givers. We're just, we fulfill, we fulfill, we fulfill, but we don't take the time to ask as well. And we, to your point, we need that balance so that we can achieve you know, the the things that we want to achieve. And which gets me to a deeper question. And one of these I've struggled with over my years is like, what do I want? Like, what, how do you, how do you answer the, like, I hear what you're saying for sure. And I relate to it. But if somebody went, if I went to somebody and said, Hey, what do you want? They might say, I don't know. And so like, walk us through or talk us through, how do you determine, figure out, come to a realization of what, do you want? I think one of the best things you can do is like, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, right? Um, And so go back to like play and write down five things that you love to do. Five things that you absolutely love. This does not have to be related to anything business-wise, right? It's like, well, I love to ride my bike. I love to go to concerts. I love to travel to new places or whatever, right? Like, and then are you actually doing any of these things on a regular basis? <laughs> you know, a lot of times we do this exercise and it's like, shit, I haven't ridden my bike in like a year, you know? <laughs> um, and so like, how can I bring those things into my life? Because if we talk about vibration, again, it doesn't have to be related to like the big, big, big dream, but it's like, if I'm doing things that make me happy, then it's going to affect everything else, Right. And, and it doesn't have to be like, what's my big giant purpose? Like your purpose is you're already in it because you're here, (laughs) you're living in this life. Like, so it doesn't need to be this giant thing. I mean, I talked about an exercise earlier, right? A writing exercise, but it's like, let's just write out what do I love and how can I do more things on a regular basis that bring me joy, Mm -hmm. that make me happy, you know, simple. (laughs) Um, So let's shift gears a little bit. And get to a little bit more from the business perspective. So I'm running an organization. I've got a team. We do things. We're a service or we sell product or in between. I mean, I, I completely understand the manifestation process for me as an individual and trying to uh, grab what I want or go in the direction I want. But how can I use that as a tool? As a CEO of a business, how can I use manifesting as a tool within my business? Yeah. So one of the first steps, obviously, you talked about, like, I, how do I get clear on what I want? Well, writing is, is like a, 
honestly, it's like pen to paper really gets you in touch with your intuition. It's an automatic writing exercise. So I always like to use the analogy of being at a restaurant and placing our order. So when we're writing things down, we're really placing our order into the kitchen and the universe is the kitchen, right? And we know if we're at our favorite restaurant, we're always going to get served. Um, so we, we place our order and you know, we're going to receive it. And so the first step is just write down what you want. Um, and we can do this in business, not just in our personal lives. So it's not just about, you know, whatever, our, our relationships, our, our home and finances, blah, blah, blah. But um, there are little advanced things that we can do in our business. So let's talk about writing things out. When we write out what we want, when we're placing our order, we always want to do it in the present tense because everything happens in the present tense. So if we think about, um, this is not like making yourself wrong in everyday talking. It's just when you're writing things down, when you're being intentional. So um, a lot of times when you're feeling anxious or worried, it's because you're not in the present. You're either thinking about the past and replaying a situation that happened, or you're worried about something that could happen off in the future. But if you're fully present, literally, Mo in most circumstances, like you're listening to, to this podcast, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine right now. And so gratitude brings you back into the present, number one. When we're grateful for what we have, we're present, right? And then we can expand. Now, when we write down what we want, we do it in the present tense. It can be sequential, right? It's like, I, I have this, then I do this, then this deal happens, then I buy this house and, you know, whatever. But it's still in the present. It's not, I will do this because if you say I will, it stays off into the future. And a lot of times we use that as, as an excuse as to why we can't get started now. We've all had the experience of not feeling ready and then just jumping in. And then, oh my gosh, it happens. It's like, oh my, it's really happening because you, you started, you took action on it, right? So we write it down in the present tense. Um, and, and it's not, I want, right. Or we want, because that comes from a lack place. It feels like, well, I don't have it. You're not claiming it. You're not like scripting it out. Like, so in terms of doing this in business, we can do this number one for team members. Like if we're hiring someone, there's probably the job posting that you post publicly, but then you can write in your journal little bit more specifically about the person who you're calling in and the characteristics of that person and how you relate to each other. You can add in those things of like talking to them feels like talking to a best friend or they, you know, they love and respect me. And, you know, they always show up early and on time for meetings and our team loves them and they love our team. And, you know, they stay with the company for years and grow like write down what you really want, you know, like, let's get super clear. Like, yeah, you're not going to post that publicly, but we're going to describe that person and really get clear on who that person is. And I've, you know, had this happen so many times with my clients, like they do this and that person comes, right? Um, it, it is, it, it's felt. So number one in the hiring process, like definitely add this to your list. It's not like extra effort, really. It, it, and you can do this with, um, team members in your leadership team, or if you have like a co-founder, you know, um, it's like, how do I want things to go? Right. And a lot of times people come to me and they have, um, you know, a story. We all have a story of, um, well, things have always been this way, or this person has always been like this. So they're not going to change. Cause I know them, they're never going to say yes to whatever, you know, or whatever. And it's like, yes, that is true. That's what has happened. And however, if we keep replaying that story, we're not allowing in a different story, right? We're not open to it changing. And we can affect that change by being open to it, by just saying, you know what? Yeah, that's true. That's happened. But let's play with the possibility that things could change or that this person could change, right? Like, why not? So we can also write that down, like how we want it to be. If we're going to have a difficult conversation with a team leader or whatever, like, okay, I have this awesome conversation. They, you know, are super receptive. They apologize. I mean, whatever it is that we want, you know, they accept this new role or, you know, we work together so well. It really does help things. And on the other side of that, if there is a difficult situation at work, and this can be even, you know, at home in relationships with your partner or, or kids. Um, but if there's a difficult situation, a lot of times we're holding on to 
um, resentment, right, in our in our heads, and we're thinking about the, this situation and it's bothering us, and we're just replaying the story. So I like to talk about emotions as the root word of emotion is motion. Again, it goes back to vibration and movement. So we want to get our feelings out because otherwise they're going to stay inside of us and it's just going to affect us and eat us up or cause physical pain. So we want to write things down. Now, I'm not suggesting writing down everything that's bothering you about this person. I actually suggest the opposite. If you're feeling resentful, stop, drop, and write gratitude. It changes everything. So yes, this person is annoying the shit out of me or whatever, you know, in this way. But what is it that I love about this person? What are their great qualities? You know, what is working? And I'm going to amplify that and I'm just going to let it go and watch things shift. And this is not like, oh, every day, again, like there's no right or wrong in manifesting. It's not like every day you're going to write this down and, you know, until it happens. No, do it once. It's like set it and forget it. Trust that you've, you've, you know, set the intention, you've let it go. And it's, it is changing things because it's changing the way that you're thinking about things and vibrationally, you know, it, it does affect things because we can feel things when things are weird with someone, you know, you can feel that weirdness, right? It, energy is felt both ways. So if we're showing up feeling better about the situation, so we do the gratitude piece first, right? We amplify all the things that we appreciate about them. Then we do our little scripting, right? And we write out, how do we want the situation to go? I'm going to write down this happens and then they change this way. And then we work together this way. And then we're, we get, you know, X million dollars or whatever, you know, and I'm just going to write it all down. Like, why not? If I don't write it down, I'm definitely not going to have a chance of, of meeting that goal, right? So the most successful people, they set goals, right? And the more outrageous the goal, the closer we're going to get to it. If we don't set that outrageous goal, we're, you know, we're not going to get near it, right? In terms of moonshotting, like, let's, let's go big, right? Because we're going to work in a different way, expecting that we're going to get to that place and we're going to get way closer, Um so I think you can totally use all of this stuff in business. And it's, and again, it's fun. You hear the way I'm talking, it's playful, right? And I think that's huge. It's not like we're taking ourselves too seriously and so attached to, you know, making things happen. And I think in manifesting, it's less about making and, and pushing this big, heavy stone up a hill. I like to think of it from a visual as more of we are all being gently pulled and guided, like, you know, up into our dreams. And so it, it can become easy. It's like standing up taller. Like we can all, even in my chair right now, like, oh my gosh, I can sit up even straighter, you know, roll my shoulders back and like, whoo, I feel better. I'm kind of growing into this thing. And, and it's not I alone, Jen or Greg, right, are making these things happen, but I'm working together, right? And it's, it's a collaborative thing. And, and when we put less pressure on ourselves, um, not only we know this in business, right? When we hire more people and we can delegate more, we can be more successful, but also just from how we're viewing ourselves, if we think that it's on us, then when something doesn't work out, we feel really shitty because it's like, what did I do wrong? I fucked it all up, right? Versus like, no, you know, it's, it, it's not just me, right? I'm co-creating. And so Therefore, I'm not attaching value on, you know, whatever the outcome is and feeling bad when something doesn't work out, right? I know that at, it's a collaboration and um, and things are lifted higher when we work together. Certainly, certainly. Um, you know, one of the exercises I like to do, so I do my personal goal setting around my birthday. And for some reason, big things happen for me around my birthday, which is coming up. So cross your fingers. <laughs> and then I do my business goal setting around the calendar year. And one of the things that I do for both is when I get to my birthday around now, I'll write myself a letter of this time next year as if the year is already finished. So it'd be like, hey, this July, blah, 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 2023. I am so proud of X. My family did Y. And it's amazing how much of that comes true. In fact, my father shared with me, they were going through the old house and uh there was a goal setting sheet that him and I did in 1991 about like what I'm going to look like as an adult and what I'm going to be yeah. doing, and how many children, and what kind of car and like all this detail and you read it and it's like, Oh my goodness. You know, you, to your point, you set it out to the universe and somehow yes. it happens. So, and you're not just imagining it's through your imagination that we tap into our intuition and you know, 
I can get woo woo on everybody, but I've done like some psychic training classes just to, to not because I want to be a psychic, but to understand like, how does all this stuff work, right? Energetically. And it feels like you are imagining things and making things up when you're really tuning in. Um, and so we're all intuitive. We all, you know, feel things in our bodies, right? Like when something feels good or bad in our guts, right? We can use our logical brain, but in business, we also, you know, use our intuition, right? What's feeling good. And when you wrote down all those goals or, you know, like you were a kid and obviously like you weren't, there weren't all these limits. You were like, this is, you know, I'm going to play and write something big. And, and of course that's what happened. And you said something, which was so interesting, big things, tend to happen around my birthday, right? And so they do because you have that belief that big things happen around your birthday, mm -hmm. right? So of course, big things happen around your birthday because you believe that. So now how can we use that as positive proof from your past to have a new belief, right? Like I'm really successful in business or like people, you know, every everybody always says yes to me when I ask them to be on my podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like we can prove anything to be true if we can find evidence to support it. And so a lot of times we're finding evidence to support things that, you know, are in like a lack place versus finding evidence to support the things that we really want to believe to be true. Like, oh, I'm, I'm great at manifesting parking spots. Like that's something people say all the time, right? It's like, okay, well, like I'm great at manifesting relationships or, you know, like whatever, like let's put it, let's change it to base it on whatever I'm I'm wanting. And something else that was interesting that you mentioned about, you know, putting things in your calendar. It's something that I teach. Another manifestation thing that we can kind of bring into the practical, right? So when you put something into your calendar, you make it real. I mean, it's so simple. But if we, you know, and and I know you, you know, do like training and you know you're an athlete outside of work as well like but if we you know want to run a triathlon for example um and we and we actually look up where the local you know triathlon is going to be and we put it in our calendar then what's going to happen subconsciously we expect that we're going to run that triathlon and then we can actually backdate it okay if i know i'm going to run the triathlon and i'm not doing anything right now then what am i going to do leading up to that i'm going to join this running club or i'm going to hire this coach or you know whatever and then i'm going to sign up for maybe some smaller races like leading up to this thing and so we can put those in the calendar as well right and it makes it real we've all experienced um scheduling a vacation, right? And we put it in our calendar and we tell our team, don't schedule meetings, you know, this week. I am not available, right? Um, we believe that we're not available and everybody else around us believes that we're not available because we're going to Italy or wherever we're going, right? And then it happens. Even if we haven't booked our flights yet, we put it in our calendar. So then we're, guess what? We're going to book the flights, right? And we can do this with other things, even if they're not even you know, there yet, right? We can just put it in our calendar and play. And even if we don't know the date, like, okay, I think it's going to be in September, or, you know, or I'm going to sign the lease on my new office or, and I haven't even found the space yet. Like, why don't we just put it out there? Because if I think I'm going to sign the lease, you know, in September, then I'm probably going to call the commercial real estate person tomorrow, you know, mm -hmm. and then it gets us into action and things can happen right now. So, it is a powerful tool. And, you know, I've even had clients do it for meeting their soulmates. Um, it's like they just put a date there, like date that, you know, we get married or, or you know, so-and-so proposes to me. And I can't tell you people who like email me, oh my gosh, it happened like the day before I put it in my calendar, you know, um, because subconsciously we believe it, right? We're, we're, we're making it true. And the other manifestation thing you can do in business is project numbers. So work with an actual spreadsheet. And it's not just, you know, yes, you have your numbers for, you know, how things have been, you know, um, and, and the revenue that's come in, but we can project, you know, what we want it to be, right? It's just like setting intentions, but with our numbers, like, why not? And when we do play with this, like, and we can do this, you know, for the year and kind of play out, well, what if we did bring in an extra, you know, X amount of money this month, and we, you know, had this client and, and this is coming from a playful place, right? It's not just based on this, you know, like how we're normally doing it. Like, can we give ourselves permission to play with these things and put some some things in, even if it feels like fantasy? Again, it's more likely we're going to get way closer to those things if we actually put it out there. So. That, that's awesome. You know, it's funny you mentioned triathlon and obviously you read some of my background. <laughs> um, I struggle with maintaining my workout schedule when I don't have a race on the calendar. 
and I'm in that now. Like I was, right, I was supposed to be doing a race in July and for a handful of reasons we're not. But like waking up early, I this morning I went to go do more work versus getting on my bike or going for a run. Or so to your point, the fact that there's not an event on my calendar. And so I think I just need to put one on my calendar, even if I'm not signed up for it. A hundred percent. It's accountability, right? Like self-accountability. And I can't tell you other, you know, clients, CEOs, if you feel like you're working too much in your business, like let's just set some boundaries, right? Like once you do, you can step away more, right? I've like one of my clients just, we have a little gratitude chain going on, on WhatsApp and she's like, I didn't work at all this week, you know? And she's bringing in like, you know, over a million dollars personally right now, you know, um, take home. Like, so my point is, it's like, right? Like we can do that when we start to say, okay, I don't work Thursdays and Fridays, or I don't work Mondays and Fridays. Like we can set up what we want. Like, let's write it down. Why not? Right. I mean, obviously it depends on where you're at in your business and what stage you're at, but I think it's like, we can get to that place. Right. And what are the steps to get there? You know, let's talk about the, the other side of that coin. What are some common roadblocks that you see when people are trying to adapt to this manifestation practice? I think it's second guessing yourself, honestly, and getting in your in your own way. Um, I think a lot of times people come and they're like, what am I doing wrong? Right. And I think that's not the first question to ask, right? It's not like, let's find what I'm doing wrong and start there so I can fix it. It's like, okay, let's just start with that clean, open, um, anything is possible slate, right? And what do I want? And, you know, start there. Because if we start with trying to find what's wrong, we're going to be in a place of like feeling shitty about ourselves, right? Um, And not from this place of possibility. And, you know, if anything goes. Um, I think, honestly, the daily practice of gratitude is so powerful. It's such a simple thing. Most people aren't doing it. Um, And it's not that you need to do this for the rest of your life. It's like you, like training for a triathlon. We're reprogramming your brains, right? So in terms of our brains, if we think, you know, that it's like Swiss cheese, right? And there's holes. So the more that we do something, um, we create a bridge over that hole, right? So we are creating new bridges. And if we've got a bridge, we're rebriding our brain. And the more that we write our gratitude, we're going over that bridge over and over and over again. So now that becomes the new pathway versus the old pathway, right? And so a lot of these things, we, we they become practices that just become habits. And then your mind just naturally goes there. Like, I don't have to write my gratitude down every day because my mind just naturally goes there, right? I'm always thinking about what I'm grateful for or I'm telling people in my life. But I think it's a really great practice for you, you know, for everybody to do and at least commit to for at least a month, you know, like, and, and or a year, you know, like write down gratitude, add in what you're proud of from the day, right? So it's not just based on, you know, results. Um, write down synchronicities that you're noticing so that you recognize that it's not you alone doing things and that you can't ever really mess up what's meant for you, like that you're always in the right place at the right time and the right people are showing up. Because again, if we can find evidence, then we're going to really believe that. And the way that we find evidence is by noticing synchronicity. It's like, oh, I was just thinking about this person and, and they called. You know, I had a call earlier today with a woman. It was like, we were both thinking the same thing. Of course we were, right? So like, it's those sorts of moments. And then your life kind of becomes this like amazing, you know, ride. Right. And you're like, wow, it can be like this. Like I can be in the flow and like one thing after another thing can show up. It really can be magical like that. And I think the biggest thing is learning. We talk about pivoting a lot, especially since COVID. It's like, how can I get back to the, you know, to the good feeling place the fastest? So I don't stay stuck. It's not that, you know, I'm the queen of manifestation and bad things never happen to me. No, like stuff happens all the time just with everybody, right? There's always an opportunity, like whatever it is, but how can I get back to a good feeling place the fastest, right? So I don't stay in this place of feeling stuck. And I think gratitude is like so easy. It's like, what is the opportunity right now in this moment? Um, You know, what, what, you know, what, even when an obstacle shows up, it doesn't mean that it's not meant to be. Um, You know, I talk about plugging in, you know, uh, into your GPS, if you're driving and you're going from Atlanta to New York City, right? Um, And then all of a sudden, I-95 is closed. Did New York City go away? No, New York City is still on the map, right? It's just that I-95 is closed. Like you're going to go a different way. You're going to take the back road. And because you're taking the back road, that's when you like 
you know, oh, it's peach season in Georgia. And I discover this awesome, you know, peach stand and have the best peach of my life. And when I'm waiting in line for the peach, I talk to this guy behind me and, oh my God, he runs the exact business that, you know, like I want to run or whatever, you know? And it's like, oh, because I was meant to go that way. Like, you know, so it's like, it's, gratitude for those things, right? It's like, oh, look at how perfect it all is. And and even thinking about where you're at right now and the things that you've manifested in your life right now, those things are because you've allowed yourself to have, you know, you've given yourself permission to believe that those are possible. And right now in this moment, you have the opportunity to give yourself permission to believe that something even bigger is possible. And when you think about what you have right now in your life too, we can be grateful for all the situations and circumstances that has led to this moment, even as crazy as, as they are. Like, think about the big things in your life, like your business. It's like, what is the path that led me here? How did I even get here? Oh my gosh, right. It's because I chose to go to, you know, to college at this place. And oh my God, because I went and I met this person and then I was inspired by, you know, their business. And then I went to this lunch and I met so-and-so and she taught me this and he, you know, and you're like, wow, look at how it all was perfect. We can do that with our, you know, life partners or whatever, right? Like, wow, look at what seems so insignificant. If I can keep tracing it back to all these little, you know, decisions, like it's miraculous. Right. And I think like noticing that we just feel better. Like, oh my God. Right. I I am supported. It's not, I think a lot of times, again, it's that pressure that we put on ourselves. Um, And if we can let go of that and trust that we're, we're always being supported. And it's not that I'm just sitting in meditation and shit is coming to me. Like I'm taking action, (laughs) but I'm taking aligned action. Like I'm not overacting from a place of it has to happen, right? And I'm like hustling because if it doesn't happen, everything is going to be messed up. No, I'm, and sometimes there's a lot of action. We've all been, especially when you're starting a new business, right? Like there's a lot of action, but it's not freak out, right? It's like, it's excitement. It's like people joining up to this bigger mission, right? It's that creative energy. It's like the artist staying up all night to, you know, create a, a, a piece of work, right? And so, it's it's coming from that place of aligned action. The other thing I want to say is anything new that we want to experience just by nature of it being new is going to feel uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. And so everything we have around us in our lives, in our businesses, at some level, we are comfortable with it. We might not say we're comfortable because we want more, but it's what we know. We're comfortable with what we know. So anything new that we are manifesting, that we're creating is going to feel uncomfortable at first. So it's reframing discomfort as a good thing. So when we start to feel that way, we don't just retreat. We're like, oh, there's that feeling again, right? Ooh, that's exciting. I'm about to manifest, you know? Like, I, so it's, re, it's, it's not being afraid of putting ourselves out there, right? Getting into that discomfort because it means we're about to experience something new. And the other thing I heard you say throughout our conversation was, I need to do this oh, I should put that in my calendar, right? Um, I encourage everybody to, anytime you notice yourself saying, I need to, change it to, I get to. Mm -hmm. It is the same exact thing on your to-do list, but you're reframing it to, I get to do this. What does that do? Number one, you're finding the gratitude in it, right? You're finding the good in the situation. Um, Even if it's like, uh, I got to pick up the kids from school, right? Oh, I get to pick up the kids from school. Oh, wow. That's when we have time to connect and they can tell me about their day, you know, or I get to listen to this podcast on that drive, right? So we're finding the good in the situation. It also changes you from victim mentality to participant, right? Participatory universe, quantum physics. We all chose whatever it is that we have in our lives, whether it's the family, right? Or the job or, right? It's like, oh, right. I get to build this business, right? I get to show up with this meeting because like, I'm excited about what I've created and what I'm creating versus I have to do this, right? And have to show up for this meeting. It's like, no, like, and then we, again, like we're looking at finding the good um, and it really shifts everything business-wise, relationships-wise, I have so many clients who sit, tell me like that alone has changed everything for them. Changing I have to, to I get to. That's powerful. You know, one of the things that came to mind as you were speaking, you know, I go through cycles in my life that I feel as if I'm on a random walk and I don't, it's just stuff and randomness. But every time I look back at the years and the experiences, it's always a perfect straight line. Like everything just lined up and 
was for a purpose. Another thing that came to mind is, you know, last week I was at the beach with my brother and we're standing there on the beach at 5.30 in the morning, waiting for the sunrise, just in quiet. And later that afternoon, he came to me and he's like, you know, I was asking the universe for a certain person to reach out to me. And he's like, I just got a text from that person. And it mm -hmm. cro completely across the country, you know, it, it makes your head spin. Um, the power powerful stuff. So Jen, let's take a, a different topic um, and learn about you. I, I'm really curious of how from Jen as a kid to Jen now, like how did you discover this is your why? How did they like, talk to us about your journey? So I had really nurturing parents and I, when I was little, was really into art, um, visual art, and they nurtured me. And so, you know, I went to art classes. And so I had this belief that I'm an artist, right? Um, and nobody was like, you know, knock that down um, really for me, like you're a bad artist or, you know, so I viewed the world from this place of possibility and artists like imagines what they want and then they create it literally on paper and or whatever the medium is. Right. And so we are all artists of our lives, right? Like we're creating our masterpieces, which is our lives. Right. So I think it was easy for me to kind of see that because I was experiencing that. And I think too, when you view yourself as an artist and I think too, on, you know, I went to NYU for art school, like thinking back on like um, giving yourself permission. Like I didn't really care what people thought. I was just like in my world of like, I'm doing this thing. Right. Um, and I think if we can kind of get to that place of like, you know, giving ourselves permission, right. To do what feels right for us um, and not worried about, am I going too big or nobody in my family has ever made this much money before. And, you know, what will happen if, when I do that? And, um, and for me, my journey, you know, I went to art school and then I just, um, had again, naturally have always kind of looked at life from this way. I've really been pretty much this person, my, my whole, at least adult life. And, um, I, lots of amazing things started to happen for me. Um, I manifested living rent-free in Manhattan for over 10 years in my own apartment that I renovated with a jacuzzi, a new kitchen, and we used to have concerts in our building. There was a theater that we created downstairs, and the famous jazz musician Wynton Marsalis would play a private show for us um, every Christmas time, and we recorded the live concert one year and put out an album on Blue Note Records. It was nominated for a Grammy, and you know, spiritual leaders who I started, I admired. Like I would meet them and become friends with them, or my favorite, you know, visual artist ended up living on my block, and you know, like she, you know, we were riding bikes, and you know, like just I was backstage at the UN with Whoopi Goldberg, or invited to this private cocktail party with Martin Scorsese, or you know, met manifested my soulmate, who's you know, successful musician, traveled around the world, like things just came to me, right? And um, I one year, one of my girlfriends invited me um, on a New Year's Eve to come to her house and like do an exercise like a vision boarding party right and lead a guided visualization and she was introducing me to a group of of the other people and she said this is my friend jen she's the queen of manifestation and i was like i had this aha like wow i really am the queen of manifestation and this was years ago before there was a lot of talk about manifestation and other you know experts and coaches out there um and so that was how i got my nickname queen of manifestation and, you know, doing doing that little workshop, I led this guided visualization and um, talked about things and what people saw, like things started happening in their lives, like marriages or, you know, businesses. And so it led me to do my first online program, Manifestation Masters, amazing, crazy, unbelievable, you know, stories of what people manifested. And then people asked me if I did private coaching, started doing that. I had the idea to write a book literally said it out loud for the very first time on the phone with my coach at the time. Oh, I think I have an, uh, a book within me. A week later, I get an email from a publishing company asking me to write a book, literally. Um, something like manifesting made easy, they said. And I was like, this cannot be real. This must be some sort of marketing scam. They want me to pay them to write a book. I Google the publishing company. I never heard of them, but it was a legitimate small publishing house. Uh, my dream publisher was Simon & Schuster. This was a publisher i never heard of. Okay, but I like some of their titles. I get on the phone with them. They offered me a paid book deal to write my book. 
So I reached out to my one friend at the time who was a published author. She wrote fiction. I said, hey, can you put me in touch with some literary agents to help me negotiate my book deal? I don't know what I'm doing. She emails a bunch of people. They all say no. They're not interested in my book about manifesting. She emails one more person. She says yes, right? It only takes one. It doesn't matter about the other no's. She helps me negotiate my book deal. While I'm writing my book, my small publishing company gets bought by Simon & Schuster, my dream publisher. So I'm a Simon & Schuster published author. It happened way different than most people think, right? It needs to happen. I didn't need to write a book proposal. And, you know, like they came to me while I'm writing my book. My friend Lisa reaches out to create this board game with me because she loves my work as queen of manifestation. Nobody can see it, but like we design a prototype. It's being made in China and my publishing company designs my book cover and they literally match. They're both turquoise with gold sparks. Like you can't make this up, right? People think I branded it that way. No, like this is the synchronicity from the universe, right? And it's just expanded and expanded from there. The things that I've, you know, been involved with and, you know, speaking at Fast Company and being in a car commercial for Lincoln, um, talking about myself, you know, like driving around, getting paid to do that. Um, I mean, so again, like this is the fun part, like things that we didn't even expect. And now like through my clients and, you know, people like you, Greg, it's like so amazing because I know I'm helping other people live out their dreams, which is changing the world and making such a huge impact. And we all have that within ourselves. Um, And, you know, so just listening to this conversation, I hope everyone's walking away feeling really inspired, giving themselves permission to dream bigger, use their imagination, write it down, set it and forget it, change your I have to to I get to, and know that you wouldn't have that dream in the first place if it weren't possible to actually live it out. Fantastic. So Jen, how do people find you? What's your social media platform of choice? Um, oh, social media platform. I would say probably Instagram. I'm probably hanging out the most on Instagram, but they can go to queenofmanifestation.com as well. Fantastic. And we'll include all your contact information in the show notes. Um, so any of you who are, are dr- desperately trying to write that down, uh, <laughs> just scroll down and you'll find it. Jenna, it's been amazing to have you on the show. I could talk to you all day long and you've got me fired up and ready to tackle my new uh, birthday experience. Um So thank you again for being with us today. You're so welcome. And that's a wrap, my friends. Thank you for spending your time with me. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at impactfulleadershipshow.com. One last food for thought. Walk on with hope in your heart and you'll never walk alone.